want to start editing your audio and video but just don't have the time? Try Descript. Descript's an all-in-one audio and video editor that makes editing as easy as using a Word doc. You upload your recordings straight into Descript, or you can record straight into Descript. It instantly transcribes your file into text, and then you can tweak it with the text or using the media clips. Edit out filler words and silent gaps with a single click. Uh, you can record your screen and webcam presentations and video messages and edit out mistakes before publishing. Using pro features such as non-destructive multi-track editing, live collaboration, auto-captioning, exports, and much more. Descript is what I use when I edit my podcast. Not that I edit my podcast. Got an affiliate link in the description below. This is Cockatrice Nuggets with Rich Frazier, serving you up a heaping helping of RPG nuggets straight to your gaming table. All right. Hey, welcome to Cockatrice Nuggets. How are you guys doing today? I am going to go over some stuff that I found recently and that is inspiring me for my upcoming game. Uh, yeah, I finally decided on a campaign. I'm running Stars Without Number. I think that is the best kind of system that gives my players what they want and gives me what they want. I really like Mothership. I almost want to lean on Mothership. Mothership doesn't have uh, magic or psionics built into it. I kind of want that. I could totally graft it on. I could totally throw magic items af at them and have it work that way. But then I feel like I'm, I have this whole horror thing that I'm not using at all. So I am going to pocket that and wait until, until another time and run some Mothership one shots. Yeah. Yeah. Ideally, I li I'd like to add another gaming day and, uh, maybe Mothership, Mothership could slot in there. So this is like, but I want to be a forever campaign. I don't, I don't want to really switch after this. I, I'm interested in switching characters and switching areas, but using stars without number and creating a universe is, is really cool. I think it's really, I think it'll be interesting to see how far this goes and how many campaigns we actually play in this, in this universe. And again, because it's a universe, we can switch systems around. And not feel bad about it. So maybe we can run some Mothership one-shots. Something like that in this universe. Alright, so I want to take a look at some inspiration here. I've got in front of me right now Aetherjack's Almanac. This is uh, numbers 1 through 6 by Ian Woolley. Or Ian Woolley. I have a hard time recommending this. This is very unique. I like some of it. Uh, I'm going to flip through it. And you're going to see how, how dense it is not. It's got a lot of feeling though that I really like. It is put out for Troika, like a lot of the things that I find are. Troika's setting is really kind of how I'm feeling about it right now. Like the whole million million spheres. I think that's what it's, is that what it's called? Something like that. Where you can go get on a golden barge and sail through the stars to any random place. I like that idea. So a lot of inspiration I'm pulling from there. A lot of Spelljammer stuff I'm pulling. Um, there is a Spelljammer coming out for 5th edition soon, so I will probably be pulling from there eventually as well. Right now, I'm using old Spelljammer. I am, well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that when we get to that. All right, so I've got uh, Aetherjack's Almanac in front of me here. And let's see, I lost my cursor. There we go. See, look at this. This is beautiful. This is, uh, so this is issue one, basically. And each of these are just a, a fold, you know? It's uh, one one paper folded. So I've got, if we printed these out, front side, back side, right? This would be uh, the cover and the inside, and that's it. And that's how they all are. 
and pop through those real quick. The images are all Creative Commons, which I like. They're all old woodcuts. I believe he has a credit here. Wikimedia, Wikimedia, Comic Book Plus, Old Book Illustrations, and From Old Books. I'm going to have to remember these and uh, bookmark because I don't know From Old Books. So there's some really interesting things in here. There are backgrounds that are all right. There are what there's engines over here on the left. I like that. There's some interesting stuff about engines. There are ship statistics. It's It's got the Troika thing in it, though, so it's got that big table of damage, which I don't like. You roll 86 and look it up on a table, and it's just kind of weird to me. I kind of kind of left that behind with second edition, right? No more matrices to look up to see what, what kind of damage you're doing. If there was some multiplier or something, I think it would be good. But, I mean, it all comes down to D6 times whatever. I don't even think there is really a multiplier. I don't know. I haven't put it into Excel yet. But it's got some, at least some ideas for ship weapons. Armor. Talks a little bit about maneuvers. There is, these, I like this, these these fighter jets or fighter planes, prop planes from the World War II. And they are made into spaceships. It's really cool. I like the ideas. There are more interesting backgrounds. These goldfish drones I really like. This section on hyperspaces is really interesting to me. Because I haven't figured out exactly how hyperspace is going to work yet. Uh, Worlds Without Number uses a spike drive. Mothership uses kind of ununderstood technology. So the, the time spent in hyperspace are random. I'm kind of interested in that. I'm kind of interested in like super time dilation and seeing how that works. Yeah. Let's see what is in the next, next issue here. More interesting crafts. Next issue is, oh, it's the double issue. The butterfly ship. I really like the idea of that too. It reminds me of the dragonfly ship and the, the elven ships from Spelljammer. Here is a hyperspace part two, which has ship-based hyperspace gate generators, which is kind of cool. I like the idea of having gates spread around that you go through and they're jump gates and that's how you get around. Yeah. And then there is uh, <clears throat> the back cover and that is it. And so I, I, if you like the way this looks, it's a good, it's a good buy, but don't, don't buy the physical copy. I got the physical copy and I'm a bit disappointed in it. It was 24 bucks on Spear Witch and I don't think it's worth 24 bucks. That's, uh, what? One through six. So four bucks a page. Uh, I mean, that's all right, but I've paid less for a lot more, right? I've got, um, you know, paid 10 bucks for delve and how many pages is this thing this is 44 pages so delver sorry yeah i i feel like i feel like if this was 10 bucks it would be really worth it and i really like the the ideas presented in here but again i can't recommend hard copy um pdf great buy it it's good uh, if you like this kind of stuff all right, then we're going to move on to Unconquered. And what I really liked about this, this is another a setting with, oh, this is Million Million Spheres. This is where that came from. So this is a place that has a center zone. And outside of that are these Million Million Spheres. And you can just go out as far as you want. And they're different. They're not even like planets or systems. They're different like chunks of territory. So the hex generation system in here is really cool. They've got uh, a d6 for what kind of territory it is. Scrubland, mountain, marsh, desert. That kind of covers all the basic types. I can pull out my copy of d30 um, sandbox and expand on that if I want. There are d20 tables for generic hex hexes. Scrublands, marsh, each of these. Mountain, desert, 
generic encounters, settlement and adventure to sites, hex contents for the tower, which is the center of this world, two d20 tables for hazards or encounters, neighborhoods in the tower, a d20, is that d20? 2d10? 2d10 it looks like. More adventuring sites. Outer hev heavens, which are like the, the, the outer planes basically. D10, or no, d20. Hex content. D20 hazards. D20 encounters. And 2d10 settlements. More adventuring sites. And this keeps going on and on. The middle kingdoms in between. Hex contents, hazards, encounters, settlements, low worlds, hex counter, counter contents, hazards, encounters, settlements, the deep, Hex, counter, count, hex contents, hazards, encounters, settlements, and then just generic encounters here. Random, crazy creatures. There is a dream section, adventures, adventure ideas, blacksmiths, witch hut, mother of pearls, red hand barracks, all kinds of really cool stuff in here. And this, the, it feels like the last half of this book is just tables. Ancient ruins, ancient technology, Boat tribes, calendar, clothes and fashion, coinage, drugs, chemical, criminal bands, food and drink, guilds, herbs. Like I can roll on these tables forever. Um, and there's such good stuff in here. I, I'm eager to get this kind of consolidated into my, 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 my table system, right? I, I've been placing it into World Anvil. I haven't worked on it in a long time, so I need to go back and start working on it again. But there is some good, good stuff. I like that he put in the Appendix N in here. I found a couple things from this Appendix N just because I really, really liked it. What did I pull out of here? No, I just noticed everything that I had read out of here. There was another one that I pulled from. But yeah, this is a great book. This was on itch. There is no physical yet, so it's just PDF. And I swear it was like five bucks. This is Monkey Paw Games. And again, it's called Unconquered. Really liked it. Really recommend it. And I'm going to use the hell out of this. All right. Star Dogs Referees Handbook. This is a, another system designed to space crawl. It is unique. In, in setting up the galaxy, it does not use hexes. It uses basically system rings and marked territory just kind of abstractly marked in this picture here there's a lot of triangles four-sided not squares five and six-sided things that aren't a uniform and it's it takes a very abstract way to it again this is this is crazy tables we've got the planet generator which the main planet generator i've been looking at is from traveler and it's very detailed i want to tweak some stuff for it I, I'm interested in getting more of a more populated systems, I think. So I'm probably going to tweak the numbers. Uh, somebody wrote up tables for stars without number that I might look at, but basically it sounds like the traveler's system. So I will probably end up just combining all these together and uh, figuring it out. But let's see, we've got, these are D10 tables. I've got four of them for landscape. I've got four D20 tables for atmosphere manifestation. Here is a planet population. Uh, I think this one might be a little better. Empty, alien beasts, primitive aliens, alien civilization, rob robots or androids, escaped synthesoids, Kaiba monks, empire forces, protectorate, outlaws, free humans, two groups at peace, two groups at war. Nothing. So if I wanted to take off empty, I could roll 2d6 and end up somewhere in the middle there. So outpost space station gener generator. Atmosphere Outpost Space Station, map, these tile map systems where basically it's a picture of a room or a corridor 
you roll two d d6 and d8 you cross-reference them and just kind of plop them down together it's a it's a really interesting system i've seen in a couple other things i i do like it a lot here's a space station stalking npcs modus operandi for npcs appearance what they want so much stuff group generators group culture species alien species generators culture this this feels more more weird and more gonzo than uh traveler does and it's got a lot of the same things so i'm kind of eager to sit down and roll up some planets with this what does the npc do what do they think of the other group dangerous sectors sector stocking tables visual manifestations so what's in the sectors dungeon dungeon stocking not dungeon stocking uh the dungeon dressing kind of stuff uh, traps technology generator how does the technology operate what's its special power what's its form what's its modifier base material random space encounter generator so we've got scenery modifier contents pallets anomalies single spacecraft group of spacecraft uh, spacecraft generator with again one of these tables that you slot together manifestation special ability space spacecraft interior atmosphere nebula generator nebula effect and that's the end of the book and that was i don't know that was like it's all tables the whole book is tables so it's it's like 60 pages of tables like i said i really like this I'm thinking about getting it in hard copy. I'm not sure though, because I'm mostly going to chop up most of these generators and add them to something else. So I won't be rolling on them by themselves quite as much. But I really, really like this. And I think I could run a really good game with just this book. All right. Solar Blades and Cosmic Metals. What I really like about this is the, the universe creation procedure. It says that right there. Oh my God. What I really like about Solar Blades and Cosmic Spells. What I really like about Solar Blades and Cosmic Spells is the universe creation procedures. Basically, it says use a, a hex grid, 20-sided dice, 6 to 12 of them. You roll the d20s on the paper, and that says how big the sector is and where it is on the paper. Then you go through the content. Each sector contains a d66 table for those major hex contents. Visions also contain a d20 table of visions, small scenes, and strange events encounters it is a and it doesn't say how big an encounter table i think they're uh, d10 opportunities so adventure opportunities and then connections and star jump paths the thing i don't like about this is there are no random tables to generate this stuff so i think this combined with star dogs traveler Spelljammer, and orca or enoch's wake i think all these things combined together used this way will will get me what i'm looking for and then they have 20 examples like i said some of these tables are really big the core hex contents is really big that's 36 different entries i don't know if i'm going to be doing that for each but i will probably do at least 20 you know and those are like random random hex encounters let's see here yeah let's read a couple of them here a great silvery coliseum where thousands of skeletons lie still as if waiting for something to happen. Yeah, so I guess these are like not encounters. There's a nebula, tomb of the first sorcerer, gigantic computer in the shape of a 
planet. Shield protector that's malfunctioning, failing to hide that part of the sector from outside. A resort planet full of artificial environments for the pleasure of aristocracy and the regime. See, I can just steal all this stuff too. Great planet with various cyborgs or robots just live if they were normal people. A small planetoid where a museum of technology was constructed. Do, do, do. Yeah, so there's 20 of these with 36 each. So that's a lot of different tables that I can steal from. Again, I really like the format, the structure of it. I really like to have structure to my to my areas. So D D30 Sandbox Companion is one of my favorite things. It's got um, a really great hex crawl worksheet. It basically divides everything down, breaks everything down into things that each each section will need. So we've got the name of the area, the location, the scale of the hexes, uh, a brief overview, key locations, wandering monsters. And this is all in a pretty well formatted sheet that I've copied over and made into an Excel form. I have a OneNote form and I have a World Anvil page um, that, well, I think the Excel sheet formats it for the World Anvil page, so I just have to paste it into the text. Really, really like D30 Sandbox. It has influenced me quite a bit in my uh, creation for Sandbox. Let's see what we have next here. Here's, uh, Traveler, I've already kind of talked about Traveler, so I'm going to go ahead and skip that. And then my favorite thing here is Between the Sky. First of all, I love this picture. I don't know what it is about this, this legged starfish on a set of lilies, or a wreath, not a wreath, and it doesn't have eight legs, it has seven. What are the what, a bouquet? I really like this cover. There's something about this seven-legged starfish on a bouquet of lilies that um, I don't know. It it calls to me. It is it is amazing. So this uses spark tables. Basically, you roll d66 twice and combine the words together. So like soul and game, or spiral and drive, or tangle and leviathan, or entropy and mutation. And you kind of feed those through your brain. And yeah, so a spark table. So what you do with it, you combine those two things and then try to make something out of them, whether using a literal interpretation or a not literal interpretation. I don't know what that is. So you can use a literal interpretation or not, but basically combining those things and stretching your brain so you can figure out what is in this area for between the spheres. And then they have the same thing for Between the Planes. This is a system, so it's got uh, character generation in it. It's got ship generation in it. It's got travel, and then it's got destinations. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's really cool. I don't know what it is about this, but it's got, it's got planar travel. It's got starship travel. It has aliens and demons and... It's got everything I really want. If there was one system that I was going to run out of all the zines that I've picked through so far, I think this might be it. I don't even know what the system is. <laughs> Honestly, I think it was a D6 system or something like that. It's okay. So it's 2D6. A success is nine plus. Uh, partial success is seven to eight. And failure is six minus. So it's kind of like Powered by the Apocalypse. It's kind of like Powered by the Apocalypse, which I don't mind. I, I kind of like that system. It's very narrative. I kind of dig that. But this is, again, it just has so many different tables in it. Prime material destinations, planar destinations, different routes, how to get there, what happened here, major events, combat, spell mishaps, spell creation, spell tables. I really like the idea of spell tables. I think I want to say Maeve started it, but I could be totally wrong. It's got some Evelyn Moreau art in here, investment tables, 
trade opportunities, trade goods. Um, what is this? Objective qualities in province. These are gods, I think. Let's see here. Oh, the object owners kind of things. Uh, different entity tables. This makes making creatures really easy. And what is the creature doing? Demeanor and behavior. Love those kind of tables. I got a zine full of just the means is what they're called in Troika. Different kinds of NPCs, what their roles are, what their bonuses are, what they're known for, what they care about, the personality and current activity. Again, this is one of those books that I can just carry around with me and run a game straight from this book. It's got so much in here. And I, it just, the, the, the whole feeling of it, the whole theme of it, um, the stuff in these tables, right? Demons, appearance, reptilian, mundane, insectoids, slavering, ghostly, lumbering, ravishing, diseased, canine. I love this stuff. Look at this image right here. I don't even know what this is. It's like a sunburst coming through a scene, like a portal, maybe. Rules for solo and collaborative play, advancement rules. And then here is a bibliography that I, this is the one that I went through and was like, yeah, I like, I like a lot of this stuff on here. And this is where I got Aetherjack's Almanac from. It's got a uh, manual of the planes and Spelljammer referenced in here. Scrap Princess wrote an article called Planar Scrap. Enoch's Wake is referenced in here. And Sig City of Blades. Skycrawl by Aaron Reed. Planar Codex. That's where I heard about this. Dark Heart of the Dreamer. A bunch of different rules here and things on rules, articles on rules, broken down into systems, broken down into uh, light, medium, retro cone, collaborative, cities, wilderness oh much stuff spells and magic flora fauna zines and compilations and then a index of the artwork yeah this is this is a really really full zine this is a pdf here i got off itch is like 190 pages 192 pages including the index and it's packed with so much goodness i can't say enough good about this this is something that you need to grab, sit down and read. He's redoing it right now for print. He's hoping to get, he's breaking it into four pieces and hoping to get them out by the end of the year. I am hoping at the end of the year, he does maybe a Kickstarter or something for a hardback. Because I would love to have this in hardback. I did order the first scene, the first part. And yeah, I can't wait for the other four to come out. I am super stoked about that. Super freaking stoked. Between the Skies, highly recommended. Get the get the PDF on itch.io and then order his physical from Exalted Funeral, I think is where I got it. I don't even know if I have it. I, this is one of those that I was so excited I read the PDF first. I like to flip through the zine first before I hit the PDF. The, the texture and look in my brain first and then I hit the PDF. Which is odd because I'm a big PDF reader. For my bigger books, I like PDFs, but there are some things that I've gone gone back to paper for that uh, it feels good to you know hold my hand and be able to sit on the couch and read something so what have i been up to we've been gaming a lot a lot a lot we played most recently i think i don't remember if i talked about stars without number we played a little stars without number thing and we played a um a numenera starter adventure ashes of the sea it was uh numenera is a pretty tight system i like it it's very it's more crunchy than I want to be, but it's very elegant. The idea of the level of the creature hooking into the level of the task, which is also your target number in combat, it just, it, it all fits together so nicely. And 
it was once we kind of got into the flow of it, it was very easy to say, okay, I've got the skill to ease it, right? And lower the difficulty is easing it. I've got, you know, an asset because I've got tools and I'm going to put some effort into it. So I'm easing it by three, which basically knocks your target number down by a multiple of three. So if the creature is a level two, then you would be targeting, your target number would be a six, so two times three, right? If it's five, it would be 15. If it's 10, it would be 30. Very, very difficult creature. But this like gives you, like I can say, you know, a level four creature and you can go, oh, I know exactly kind of where that fits and how my good my character is going to be against that. Right. Because you just go 12 is the target number. But being able to reduce that target number with skills and tools and even spending points from your different pools works really well. And it, it's a really unique system. If if you haven't tried it, try it. I really like systems that are player facing for the die rolls. Worlds Without Number is not, or Stars Without Number is not either. And that's the one we're gonna be using. Actually, I'm I'm open for using a combination of them. I haven't decided what healing I'm gonna use. I think I'm gonna use Stars Without Number healing. It seems a little more difficult to come, whereas Worlds Without Number, it feels a little more heroic. But I am definitely gonna be uh, pulling stuff out of both books to use for the campaign. Yeah, Stars Without Number, I rolled up a quick a, I think I use Star Dogs. I want to say I use Star Dogs to figure out what what the uh, the objective was, and it was kind of like a heist. They had to go in and get a duplicator, and the the big bad was a lich, which they smartly ran from because she was starting to destroy them. It was really fun. I liked it. I it, it it felt really good to throw together. It was really easy to not have monsters prepared, but just have ideas, I'm putting target numbers in my head, putting things in my head, and then pulling those target numbers out. It was really easy to come to the table without creatures, uh, just a plot prepped and ideas of what those creatures were, what the enemies were going to be. And it was really, it's really easy to translate into system is what I like with stars about num without number. Basically it's kind of hit dice rule. So if it's a five hit die creature, it gets a plus five attack and it does plus five damage there. It, it of course varies, but that is the basis of it. So yeah, I really dig that system. I'm excited to get into it. And the first thing I'm going to run with it is ultraviolet grasslands. I have had this thing for, I don't know how long, long time, four years, five years, maybe. And uh, not quite five years, four years, I think. And I'm eager, eager to get it to the table. Luca Rejek does uh, some really great stuff. I think the first time I was introduced to his stuff was What Ho Frog Demons, which he helped Chris Katulik write. It is the last in the the Hill Cantons quartet. Chris Katulik's working more Hill Canton stuff. And Hill Canton's, I don't want to, I, I don't know if it was the first thing that I got into with the, the OSR stuff. It's definitely not the first thing I got into. It's it's the higher on my recommendations list. It is very unique. It is weird. It is very, it is very new OSR. I, before new OSR existed. Anyway, so Luca Rejek did this Kickstarter for Ultraviolet Grasslands. He's working on some other stuff and kind of combining it all together in this Vastlands universe. And it's, it's really good stuff. It's really, it's really fantasy combined with high tech. Uh, meets Mad Max. Yeah. So I'm excited to start running it. Very excited to start running it. I don't, I can't think of anything else that's been going on and I've got shit to do today. So thanks for stopping by guys. I'll talk to you soon.
That's all the nuggets we've got this week. Show notes available at slackthenerds.com. Want to reach out? Send a voice message using the link in my show notes, the Anchor FM app or website, or email me at cockatreesnuggets at gmail.com. Check out my new streams on twitch.tv slash jerry247. As always, you can use my blog at Slacker Nerds to get links to my Patreon and all my other socials. Come join my new Discord server. Links in the show notes. This podcast is ranked via iTunes, so leave me a review and some stars there. Share with your friends or shout out from the rooftops. However you want to get the word out, it's great for me. Thanks for listening. Hey, did you know Child's Play helps sick kids play games while they're in the hospital? Yeah, I thought you did. There's a link to donate in the description.